Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. All right, back in the stew with Brock Lay. What up, Brock? How you doing? Talking like we haven't been talking for the last 10 minutes. Not at all. It's always so awkward because it's like, I know we've been talking and like people that listen know we've been talking, but it's like... It's like no telling what they miss. There's probably yeah. some really good stuff. <laughs> we probably should have been recording. Who knows? Yeah, that's for the Patreon. There you go. <laughs> now we um, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. We talked about it after maybe after the Matrix. I think so. I think I like hit yeah. you up because I was like, oh, we kind of like the same stuff. But you're a mutual friend through friend of the show, Caleb Masters. Yes, Cinematropolis from the Cinema Trop. Um, but yeah, then we hung out recently at the Batman. Yes. So. Pretty fa- pretty famously didn't like the Matrix, and then, uh. <laughs> and that was kind of that was kind of bullshit because uh, if you guys know <laughs> Caleb Masters, like when we were like talking about it after, he was agreeing with everything I said, and then with uh, the podcast, he like started started propping it up. I was like, "What happened? You're, you changed your tune." I don't. He, t- he saw the uh, he saw the light. Yeah, it was definitely a strange one for sure. Um, the Batman, I definitely fucked with though. Oh, uh, the Batman, yeah. I uh, it was, so it was on HBO Max and like I caught myself watching it last night, and it was like towards the middle and I was like shit like this is really good like I've I've already seen it and I was like just watching it again and I was like this is you know probably because I was drinking and it, it, we watched it at flicks and so like watching it sober and I was like holy shit I don't don't remember it being this emotional or this cool but it, I don't know I dug it it was good oh yeah I loved the uh, I loved emo Batman for sure that was and I think I talked about it in the podcast the entire movie was fantastic except for the haircut that was the one thing that took me <laughs> out just because i couldn't get toby Maguire out of the my head swoop- the oh time. my god the dance yeah you talked about the dance yeah yeah it was like all i saw the entire time <laughs> but pattinson was good he i forget our rankings he's up there though he's, yeah. he's pretty good no, i was a, i was a fan of pattinson for sure <laughs> nice i don't remember who i heard say that but i was like ah, i'm stealing that Thanks. that's good just, just uh, we'll edit this out and that's act rich. like you just coined it <laughs> uh as far as like Batman, man, have you been a fan for the a Batman for like the franchise for a long time? Oh yeah, I mean, I remember like watching the first movie as a kid, and like literally, my 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 thought of it is my bed sheets. I had the Joker bed sheets of like the cartoon Joker with the ha ha ha, and that was kind of around that time. And I remember uh, a babysitter, and every time I think of the original Batman, I think of my babysitter. She would have me and her son in one room. Uh, watching kids shows, and I think she was watching, have, watching, having us watch Barney, and in the other room, Batman was on, and it was the scene with like the rager in the streets, with like the heat, like the balloon and all the stuff coming down, and Joker throwing money, and I stayed in that room and watched Batman uh, because I could not stop, and that's every anytime, anytime I think of the original Batman, I think of that day, whenever I was, good lord, probably four or five, watching that, and just you know watching Batman Returns at the at the movie, at the drive-in movie theater. I remember that. So it's just, anytime I've ever watched one of the movies, I know exactly where I was and what I was doing. I could keep going through them and talk about <laughs> going all the way up until, you know, seeing it with Caleb and you guys. It's funny. Like, yeah, that's man. How, that's how much of an imprint it had. Yeah, you just kind of follow it in, like, the new iteration of it. Yeah, you yeah. just naturally want to check it out because you're a fan of the franchise. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, 
you think of uh, marketing, uh, the marketing of McDonald's with all the toys for Batman Returns. You just like that was like the pinnacle. And then they upped it one more with the crystal glasses for Batman Forever. That was uh, the shit. That was the shit. I, I tried to buy some of those recently because I got rid of them when I was a kid. And they're like, <laughs> like $300. A, like now. a doofus. Yeah. They're like 300 bucks now. I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy they them They were doing anymore. those. That's like back when McDonald's toys and like merch was the shit. They were like. And it was like they did the glasses for like every Disney movie yeah. that was coming out. And it was like legit stuff. Like it actually like worked and didn't break. Like you like you could still probably have those like. Those little Happy Meal kids that like transformed in from like kids to like fries, and they oh still probably God. work. You know, same yeah. with the Batman. Those stuff. things are worth a shitload of money oh. too. Have buddies that collect old toys yeah. like that, and they're just like always looking out for those. It's ridiculous, like the shit you have when you're a kid, and you like just break it or throw it away, and you're like, ah, fuck it. Now you're like, oh man, it's like you just had lit I a stack of twenties on yeah, fire. Like, or something. had I known, like <laughs> my kids would be <laughs> wearing nice clothes. My right college now. <laughs> paid for from McDonald yeah. on McDonald's back. <laughs> that cat and Jack would be hitting a little harder <laughs> from Target for my kids. Oh man! Now I know you don't fuck with one Batman in particular, the uh, Mask of the Phantasm. I do not. But Caleb's favorite. That was probably my favorite part of that episode. If you guys uh, are fans of Batman, check out that uh, Batman episode of uh, the Cinematic Schematic. Our buddies did over there. Uh, Brock is on that, and man, you were just winding. That's the I, the thing I love about Caleb. I hope he listens to this because I always razz him about it. But like, he gets wound up so easy, and then you just like poke him, and he just winds himself up. And I'm like, you're like upsetting yourself. He 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 has little things where he loves his movies, and on that one, he him and uh, Daniel Bokemp or both of them, like they were hard fanboys for mask of the phantasm and i hadn't seen it in a while and caleb's like we're gonna talk about mask of the phantom i was like oh fuck cool i was like you know i'll watch watch mask of the phantasm i i watched it but i didn't finish it because like i said it is so boring (laughs) nothing happens (laughs) at all and i was like i'm i can't do this anymore it's fucking awful jeez i do remember when we watched it here the first time i saw it was in the theater and that may have had an uh, effect on it because i did Remember enjoying it, but we watched it in in the big room, like on the in the yeah. actual theater. Like that was rad. It's definitely a different experience of like you're watching it at home and like eating dinner or something. Yeah, maybe. it just. I mean, I was watching it with my kid, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I get a cartoon. I'll watch Mask of the Phantasm with my boy. We'll both. Right. He digs Batman. He digs cartoons. And he was even he was like fidgeting, and he's like, you know, nothing's <laughs> happening. Like he won't stop talking to this woman, and like it's just kind of boring. Like they're just kind of hanging out, and like yeah, like. Let's, let's turn it off, and I think we watched, like, shit, we probably watched, like, Batman and Robin instead and had a way better time. <laughs> <laughs> That's just funny, like, the differences we have, you know? It's yeah. like, he's such a big fan of that, and, like, for someone else not to... It's almost uh, surprising, and, like, you don't know how to handle it sometimes if someone, like, doesn't like something, you're like, you're like, oh, okay. It's like, how can you not <laughs> like this? Like, it has right. so many things, you're like, eh, you know, eh, don't. It's not for me. Not for me. Not for me. Man, I don't know how it's for you, but I guess it is. Like, that's fine. <laughs> Nah, yeah, that was a uh, that was a really cool um, series when we got to watch that up here, and I think it probably did have an ex- a little bit of a um, like an impact on like what I thought about it. But I thought it was interesting. Um, my wife is a little bit. You just reminded me of how she's she is with movies that are like character study movies. Mm-hmm. She calls them movies where nothing happens. And it makes me, you just made me think of that when you talk about Batman. <laughs> and I'm fine with character study movies, but not for Batman. Like, that was pretty funny. The character study is him whooping ass and being rich. Like, not just like <laughs> meandering around, like trying to, try, like, I don't know. It, it just, it I, was the, a boring character. Study. I've never thought about that tone, about like what actually happens in that movie. It's kind of interesting. You kind of get a little bit in the, the third act. 
but it's a long burn. Yeah. Kind of leading up, and you're kind of getting a little bit more of the background than you normally would, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was but only like, I think it's only like, shit, an hour and 10 minutes, maybe. Yeah, it's not very long. And I was like, damn, we've been watching this for a really long time. <laughs> I paused it, and it was like 40 minutes. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, it'd be a lot cooler if they were punching <laughs> some people. Yeah, like, man, I'm cooler if this was over. <laughs> be a lot happier. I remember loving that cartoon growing up. Did you watch it a lot? I watched a little bit of it. I, I didn't mess with it that much. I was more like X-Men, Ninja Turtles and stuff. And then um, I never got into the to the animated series as much. I don't know why. I don't know if I just never... Uh, I think it was on Fox. It was like a Fox Kids Maybe. thing. And uh, after Bobby's World, I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm going outside. <laughs> Maybe it came on after Bobby's World. Dude, the X-Men was like one of those iconic ones too, just because it was like... If you go back and watch X-Men, the animated series now, it's like way more, there's way more substance to it than you would expect. I watched it on YouTube, actually. It was on YouTube. <laughs> I, I watched it with me and my Disney wife. Plus or something. Yeah, we first started dating. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is way more sexual uh, than I remember. Well, yeah, like the love triangle? Like Gambit, like just literally laying game on every single person he laid <laughs> his eyes on and just, just, just the the eludes the illusions to yeah. sex in the sh- in the show. I'm like, this is crazy. And so, I guess as a kid, you don't pick up on that. You're like, oh, his eyes are red. That's cool. <laughs> Instead of like him talking about having sex with everybody. In Mon Cherie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, X Men. I got I got I got a little bit down on X Men. What was your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite X Men? It's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. That's the. I tell everyone that every time. Is ga- that is that's my guy, and Gambit. I feel so basic saying that. But I, I feel like maybe like Cyclops or Wolverine's the more basic. See, answer. I feel like Cyclops, Wolverine's pretty basic. Uh, I don't know. I always liked Gambit, and I I was always kind of pissed that he never got like a cool a good movie. movie. Yes. yes. No cool movie. No cool person playing him. I guess it got Taylor Kitsch for like a second. Man, that dude's been and dealt so many bad hands. <laughs> no so, pun intended. Yeah, Gambit oh, nailed it. Well done, sir. Ah, uh, because he was badass in Friday Night Lights. He, I love so it. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Yes. Tim Riggins, and then he got his plot of land. Him and Terrence just gonna Texas forever. Retire there and just you know retire at you know twenty one and just live on that plot of land. And <laughs> he goes to Battleship. Shits the bed. Goes to John Carter of Mars. Shits the bed. Man. Then the comeback. True Detective season two. Shits the bed. Yeah, that should have so, been it. He did. He was in. Um, I just feel bad for him. What was he in that was actually not bad? He was in a movie I thought recently that I was like, okay, he like this isn't. Too, oh, he was the Zero Dark Thirty or like. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was okay. that one. He was in, in. Oh, it was Lone Survivor. That's what. It okay, was. yeah. He yeah. was in that with Mark Wahlberg. Gotcha. Yeah. He's he's had a little. Couple things. I and now he's he cut his hair and it's kind of like Samson. Like he cut his hair and <laughs> you're like strength. you're like you're gone, bro. You're done. You'll never be the same. You're not as handsome. You're not as young looking. <laughs> now you just look old, like like the rest of us. The, the yeah, the coolness is gone. So. <laughs> but going back, so no cool iterations of Gambit. Channing Tatum was trying to get a Gambit movie off the ground. I think he's been trying to do it for the past like three years. Wow. I think they even had a writer and they were Doing like the Lord's work. Going down that path. And I was so glad it got canned because I like Channing Tatum. He is not Gambit. <laughs> Magic Mike Gambit, baby. Just imagine him trying to grow his hair out. Oh my God. How, I don't know. With the cowl and his I don't yeah, know. I don't know. This would have been funny. Has he had long hair in anything? I don't think no. he would look good with long hair. I think he has long hair in that new Sandra Bullock movie, but it's like whenever he's uh 
supposed to be like the the cover, like undercover, the cover model guy with like the long hair, like Fabio. But I don't yeah. think you're. Really oh, that's movie. right. Yeah, so yeah it's yeah. like fake, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when you feel like because there's some like that, you know, kind of relates back to Batman. When you hear about people making um, or getting cast in movies, like I remember when Heath Ledger first got announced, everybody's like, "What the fuck?" As yeah. the Joker. Oh yeah. And now you can't imagine anybody but him playing Joker. Yeah. The same thing happened with Thor, um, with Chris Simsworth. There was an article, or it was like a Twitter account or something, that was like headlines that didn't age well. And it was like this thing was like, Disney's making a huge, or Marvel's making a huge mistake casting this unknown as Thor. Yeah. And it's like, Ugh, now you can't imagine anybody else Say, playing him. He's almost Robert Downey Jr., like in terms of like meant to play that character. Like right. who else could it possibly be? Yeah. Nobody. RDJ didn't even have to like play a character really for his guy. No. <laughs> As, yeah. That was probably one of the best castings of all time is just having him. He just went in and talked like himself and got paid millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> That's what um I mean, even with Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, whenever it was announced that he was playing Batman, when people were shitting on it, I'm like, Okay, these are the only people that have only seen him in Twilight, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's a great actor. Well, Luckily, I had never, I had never watched Twilight, so I didn't have that, that thought of him as only being Edward Edward Cullen, and so when they cast him, you know, I had seen, I had seen Good Time, I had seen, that was like, fucking crazy, yeah, fucking crazy, I had seen a few movies that he had been in, you know, that where he kind of got to flex a little bit of like those, you know, acting muscles, and so when I when I heard it, I was like, I could see that working, like you know, maybe, maybe not. And then they had like those test shots where it's just like, I think it was him with the cowl on and it was like yeah. just a red light. And you're like, Oh shit, that looks pretty cool. And then you just think about Matt Reeves, like what he's done in his career. And you're like, he's not going to get somebody that he doesn't think's going to just knock this out of the park because everything Matt Reeves has done has been pretty damn, pretty damn good. So oh, yeah, he doesn't miss for sure. No, like his let, let the right one in uh, remake. That adaptation. Was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty sweet. So Yeah, it was tight. Ever since then, I'm like, yeah, like, I'll watch a Matt Reeves movie. It's like I always love getting into that. Like if I see someone that is directing something, or if something's A24, I'll usually give it a shot. <laughs> it's A20, yeah, A24. You're like, I'm a, I'll watch I'm a simple it. man. That's what yeah. I told Caleb on that uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once episode. I'm like, I'm a simple man. I see A24, and I go to the theater. Yep. That's it. I'll That's be there. Hook, line, and sinker. If my if my kids allow it, I'll I'll be there. If not, I'll catch it <laughs> right <laughs> on HBO Max in four months. Well, uh, I usually I do usually like to talk to people about um, music that stuck out to them growing up. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what what kind of music was being played around your house when you were growing up? Oh man, so my dad was uh, MTV and and the Cat all the time. So we were a stereotypical white trash '80s family. Uh, <laughs> My dad worked for Airborne and like, uh, oh, like some express. Like, so he always worked for airlines and it, he was never, he wasn't a pilot. He was like a guy that just ran freight or like ran packages back and forth. And so we had like, imagine the DeLorean, but imagine it as a minivan. Uh, we had that. <laughs> now my dad would deliver packages in that, but fuck dude, he loved washing that thing out in the front yard. And, uh, Wearing his red cheer shorts and nothing else, and his gold chain Jeez. with his mullet. Me and him matching that sounds mullets. Sounds like a movie. Uh, seriously, matching mullets. Like I had a mullet when <laughs> I was a kid. And uh, our house was the loudest house in the neighborhood, and it was always on the cat, and it was always blaring. So it was just rock and roll, eighties rock and roll from the time I was born till you know just growing up, and then getting into music. I was like in the pop pump, pop, 
pop punk scene, you know, like in junior high and high school and stuff. But it all started with the cat and rock and roll as a kid. It is interesting how, like, those things kind of inform your taste whenever you start to kind of venture out into your own and, like, find things on your own that you think are cool versus, like, just what's, like, kind of imposed on you being played and stuff. Well, it's funny because, like, and I love that music growing up. Like, it's super cool, like, you know, listening now, like, when I hear... You know, Guns and Roses. It's I like think of my dad. Iconic, yeah, yeah. You, I hear these songs, and I'm like, oh shit, that reminds me like of playing basketball in my driveway, or like my parents. Like our entire neighborhood would come to our house like in the summer, and they would play basketball until like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, and just playing music and that. And so like all us kids would fall asleep on the front porch until our parents picked us up and took <laughs> us home. And so just all of these, you know, all of that music now, when I think back on it, just reminds me of you know being a kid. And so I don't know, it's just. It's cool growing up. And now, like, now I'm like, hey, Dad, check this song out. And he's like, oh, you know, that kind of sucks. But <laughs> check this song out. I'm like, it sounds like the same shit we listened to when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> refine your taste, old he's man. He's like all about Greta Van Fleet now or something. I think he does like Greta Van Fleet. I think he, he uh, Easter, he's like, hey, listen to this song. He's like, it's uh, it's Wolfgang Van Halen. It's his new band. Oh, shit, check this shit yeah. Out. And he played it, and I was like, god damn it. All right, that's kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I might, I might check that out again. Van it's Halen, okay. not Van Hagar. See, I'm, I'm a Van Hagar. Oh, I'm wow. a Van Hagar person. The opposite yeah. of Joe Dirt. Yes, uh, and uh, Airheads. What is it? Remember, oh, <laughs> oh Airheads with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Let's talk about it there. Uh, but yeah, so, and then growing up, junior high, high school, Blink One Eighty Two, you know, oh, Student yeah. Rick, Taking Back Sunday, all the, you know, all the stereotypical probably shit that you listen to and think you're hard and you know headbang too and think it's super cool so. taking back sundays you're coming here too they're coming to the zoo oh for real they're opening for or i can't remember if they're opening but they're going to be with third eye blind of all people oh, it's kind man. of a show i fucking hate third eye blind really see, no. they play here a ton well i see okay i love third eye blind loved them in high school listened to that album listen i think we used to like have like uh, field parties and we would listen to slow motion like over and over again when we got <laughs> drunk because it was just such an emotional song and so I met them I was actually uh, kind of like their I say handler person that would like help them like navigate their way through the night because they were playing an event that I was working at and I was supposed to like help them for the day and so you can imagine like I'm like oh shit third eye blinds coming like maybe I can get Stephen Jenkins to play the acoustic guitar to how's it going to be and let me sing with him and record it on my phone so I can send it to my best friends when we were roommates. But bananas. We would sing. Uh, we would sing Third Eye Blind and he would play a guitar and we would sing together. That was like that was like our bonding moment as like roommates. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I, uh, I I'm going to their hotel room to like make sure that everything that they requested was there. I was like, I'm going to get it perfect i'm coming an hour early to make sure that everything's perfect for them when they get to their room well they're already there and so i walk in i'm like oh i was like i'm so sorry i was like i just i was making sure that everything you requested was here and i walk over to stephen jenkins i'm like this is it like (gasps) this is where me and stephen become best friends because i got everything he needed he has his tequila he likes he has his wine like all their snacks are here i kind of laid them out pretty perfect for picking and i go up to him and i put my hand out and i'm like hey i was like i'm brock i'm here you know i'm your person that will be you know helping you while you're here you know if anything you need and he looks at me and does not extend his hand he goes okay and his feet are up on the dining room table and he does not move and i'm like and then i'm like just in like spiral panic mode i'm like oh shit oh shit oh shit 
So I go to their manager and I'm like, you know, I'm really sorry. I just, you know, you guys weren't supposed to be here for an hour. She's like, well, we got here now. And I was like, okay. So I leave the room literally three seconds after I shut the door and I'm walking down the hallway. I get a text from her and it says, you are not to look or speak at the band the rest of the time that we are what here. What the shit? Yes. And it broke my heart. Uh, and so I didn't, sucks. I didn't, I still did everything that uh, she requested of me. I didn't mess with them, but then I had to take them down for their performance. And so I go and I knock on their door and I talk to her and I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, I'm going to, you know, forward thinking. I'm like, I'm going to go get the elevator before they come out. That way they don't have to wait on the elevator and nobody else will get on it. Maybe score some brownie points and uh, run and get on the elevator. I'm holding it. First person to walk on, Stephen Jenkins. Wow. And you don't want to be that asshole that like ignores him. Even though you were told not to say anything, you're like, that seems rude. So I'm like, hey, I was like, you know, how you doing? Like, or hey, like, you know, hey, like, hope going? you're good. How is it going? Doesn't even look at me, just walks on. And it's like a little elevator Man. and just gets on and then stands there. And doesn't talk to me. Sound check. He's mean to the sound check people. And then they didn't. And then after, I think after the elevator, the manager texts me. And she's like, hey, she's like, you don't need to do anything else for us. Like, we'll just handle it from here. We don't need you asking what we want or talking to the hotel for us. And I'm like, okay. What is the point of that? It was really weird. And then so as soon as like. All the party goes on, and then the concert starts. <laughs> the manager blows up my phone every five minutes, requesting just, like, the most nonsensical shit you could possibly need. It, but I – and that, I'm like – now I'm like, they don't want me to listen to their music. They don't want me in there enjoying this concert. So they're having their – and maybe that's wrong. What but the hell? It no, was you're probably so, right. It was just so out What's of the, the blue for I them just to start needing stuff. I don't understand that. And I don't know. Not that Stephen Jenkins will ever hear this, but <laughs> he'll probably sue me for defamation no, just because he's, he's such a dick. I've heard that he's a doucher before. He's terrible. So I couldn't listen to him for probably like a year because it just like – because it was one of those things. You're like, oh, my God, this was like one of my – like music idols like in high school like i all their music like resonated so well and you would listen to it and you'd be like oh dude i'm like totally in that place like you want me to go to that emotional place i am there with you like i am you know the song on like i think red album like with the motorcycle drive by you're like i'm with you on that motorcycle this is super dope and then like all that happens you're like ah oh, fuck off dude. you fucked it up you ruined my high uh. school year so i don't know Long-winded, but... It's that the don't meet your heroes thing they yes, always say. Yes, totally. I, I, but the year before, I met one of my heroes. Again, high school, All-American Rejects. Oh, shit. Fucking loved... Me and my friend were going to write a movie to their Swing Swing album. Like, <laughs> yeah, baby. Because the self-titled, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The self-titled because, like, I think one of the songs... The last song... And we the were, last one. And we were super smart, and we were going to play that song first in the movie. Wow. <laughs> like, you know. Sub- subverting expectations. We were, uh, always play with their minds. <laughs> <laughs> but the year before, they played uh, our work party, and I had a chance to do it, but it was my first year there, and I was like, I don't want to do it because I don't want to leave my wife alone, and I don't want to, like, miss out on the party. And I regret it wholeheartedly. Like, the coolest dudes. Like, I was like, they're going to shit the bed on this performance. They're just going to get paid, sing a couple songs, and, like, you know, leave. So <laughs> they're singing. I was like, damn, they're doing pretty good. And then freaking Tyson Ritter's like changing microphones, like one with like a flashlight in it and shit. And then singing into that while shining his light on people. And they go, they play for, I don't know how long they play every good song you could possibly want to hear from Sick. them. Except my favorite song. Cause I asked the manager and he's like, Oh dude, he's like, 
they haven't played that so long. They probably, I don't think they remember how to play it. And I was wow. like, oh, motherfucker. But uh, then they stayed after and drank with the entire company. No way! Met everybody. Anybody that wanted a picture, took a picture. Anybody that wanted to talk for 45 minutes about anything, they stayed and talked. Like, they stayed the entire time, got drunk with everybody, and just, like, were literally the nicest people you could possibly that's imagine. That's sick as fuck. And then, so the next year, you're like, oh, you know, you think that's going to happen. I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, Modern American Rejects were super dope. I'm sure they're, like, they're kind of past their heyday. They're going to be super happy to do this and so nice. And then... Dun 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 dun. dun Steve Jenkins enters the chat. God damn it! So they are the nicest dudes, man. I've been lucky enough. I had Mike Kennedy on the show before. He's the guitarist for All American Rejects. He's just the smiliest, nicest guy. Just and that's and that's the people you're like. I'm really glad you're successful. Yeah, and it's super because I'm glad I, you're not a shithead. Yeah, like they played their they they live broadcast their uh, first their album. I think from the when they played at the Green Door. They wow. live broadcast it on the cat. So me and my buddies like just drove around smoking a joint, listening to that. And that's like, you know, just like, again, those moments where you're like, that's a good memory and you gave that to me. And so when I think about that and then I met him, I'm like, you just solidified that moment in time. Like my high school years, like that memory of me and my buddy doing that. And so, I don't know. I guess you get both sides of the coin with yeah. that. So it's kind of funny. It's that core memory, man. Yeah. And it's Oklahoma's own. Oklahoma's always, own. I always tell people like, don't get it. Don't get it twisted. You got to put the Oklahoma zone in front of all American. Live and die by the forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. Yeah, they're. I've always loved them, and it's just cool to have like a really cool band like that be from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we got hindered and all that, but I don't usually fuck with, that. <laughs> fuck no. with the butt rock. No man, not the what. Lip, I almost said tears of an angel. Lips of an angel. Lips there it is. Angel. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. They're they're from Oklahoma, but like. I don't fuck with them like that. If anybody gets successful from Oklahoma, you're like, at least like, at least it shows we have something in the state that's yeah. somewhat talented that like can <laughs> can kind of break through uh, all the noise outside of this place. Because people, I don't know, people still like think of Oklahoma and they're like, oh damn, like, do you still like ride horses? Like I've gotten that. I got that in the 2000s, like no 2004. Way. I went to like. It was New Hampshire, and it was people from Boston that were there as well, where I was at, and they were like, holy shit, do y'all still, like, like ride horses and have saloons? I was like, fuck yeah. What the hell? I was like, fuck yeah, we do. I was like, I ride my horse to school every day. <laughs> the whole state is frontier city. Yeah, like, all we do is just ride horses, and they're like, what about teepees? I was like, holy shit, bunch of them. You as should, far as the eyes can yeah, see. You check them out. Like, I don't know, so it's just funny. So you just think, like, people still probably have that weird stigma of, like, just prairie town or just weird town so it's kind of cool when we get successful people come out of here boston people i don't know y'all still racist please should have hit them with <laughs> yeah now go to your car can you still not say your r's yeah yeah go to your car my rum like your fucking rum That's how my rum. niece talks she's seven <laughs> yeah she has a speech impediment good job <laughs> fucker <laughs> oh man that's cool to hear about like the you know just the music that sticks out to you whenever you're growing up and like why that stuff mm-hmm really resonates with you do you remember the first i always like asking people this question do you remember the first album you bought with your own money first out al- oh first album I bought with my own money shoot so i remember the first cd i ever got it was green day insomniac nice. which is weird because my best friend's mom bought it for me i was like oh shit like that's good looking that's out cool mom yeah uh <laughs> the first one i ever bought probably honestly was 
bare naked ladies. Wow. One week, either that or uh, the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Dude, that <laughs> one of the two. That soundtrack fucks. So it's like you st- like still like then they put it on the new movie. You're like, oh shit! Like you can't not like want to just get up and start doing some <laughs> fucking kicks listening to that. Dude, thing. for real. So yeah, it was probably one of the two. Uh, bare naked ladies. I don't know. Like, like, is that embarrassing? No, probably no. not. Like, they were pretty were good. cool. It's a, it's a snapshot of time. That was a, yes. They had a baby blues. Remember that cartoon? They it was like the, it's all been done. Was the theme of that? Okay, yeah. And then uh, Big Bang Theory. I mean, that's very yeah. Big ladies. Bang Theory. I guess yeah. They had some. I mean, they had some pretty cool songs outside of One Week. That like, I was like, oh man, like Too Little Too Late was a pretty dope song. I don't yeah. know. They had some good stuff, but. They're kind of like they're in that like Fountains of Wayne territory where like yeah. Fountains of Wayne's a great band and they, they kind of got typecast one. with the Stacey's mom yeah. thing, which was a pretty cool song. Yeah, it was cool. It was pretty fun to sing. Song. Uh, I had a buddy that like talked to me about um Bowling for Soup. He thought Bowling for Soup did Stacey's mom. Oh wow! Oh, and they did what? They have the 19, same energy. Nineteen eighty something. Nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Nineteen eighty five. I remember going. So I, I loved that song. I went and bought that CD. I think I was in high school. I went and bought that CD, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! Bowling for Soup <laughs> is my new shit." And I bought it brand new, opened it up, and put it in the in my CD player in my truck. And I was like, oh, "I'm fixing the." Bops so hard down the street. And like, I, I found myself skipping every song. I was like, oh, oh shit, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? I immediately took it back. I think this was back, I think CD Warehouse was still like a oh, thing yeah. back then. So I took it back to CD Warehouse and they're like, I was like, I just bought this, but it, I don't want it. And they're like, well, we can buy it back from you, but it's used. And I'm like, Ugh. I just fucking bought it. And I think I ended up buying uh, a used copy of Trust Company. Oh, okay. Uh, was it The Lonely Position of Neutral? And I put you that kind of swung the other way with that. Talk one, about <laughs> wanting to fight somebody as soon as you turn a song on. I was like, "Oh shit, this is what I need." So uh, this is what I need. Yeah, I just I, that Trust Company album. I listened to it recently because I was like, oh, "Does it like, still hold up?" It's like, it still hold up. It's still good, man. Nice. Like they have some, they have some pretty good songs. <laughs> the, the drums go hard. The cymbals with the going straight into just like the hard guitar and the drums is pretty nice. Don't hear a lot of people talk about them. Trust, I know. I, I never listened to another album, and I love that album, and I never I never thought to buy another album from them. <laughs> it's just so weird. Oh, man, that's funny. It, it, you can tell, I, to me, it's just fun to talk about that stuff to people because you can tell a lot about someone's personality by the stuff that they like. My shit, so, and, and I'm trying to instill this in my kids. I love girl bands. Like, I love girl singers. I always have. I think because, again, I talk about my dad, and I talk about the cat, but also, on my way to school, whenever we would drive to school, my dad would play uh, freaking uh, Veruca Salt. Oh, yeah. And he would play, oh, uh, it was a song like, sell away, sell away. And I can't remember who sings it. Oh. But my Lord, we listened to that. I, my dad listened to, like, you like you would be like, oh, man, you're he is an like, old hippie, just old banger, like, did some crazy shit back in his day, and then like he just, <laughs> you know, like you said, just swings so hard the other way, and just listens to Sell Away and like Veruca Salt and all that stuff. So I guess like I got that from him. Where it's like, like what you want to like, and like that's what I'm trying to tell my kids. Like if it's a girl singer, it doesn't mean it's a girl song. It just means a girl sings it. It can be like it can be a badass song, but just a girl sings it. So 
I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty I rad. A, I have a lot of different tastes. It's like um, not every uh, band that has a girl singer that's like pop punk has sounds like Paramore. Yeah, that's the thing that get, that's one of the takes that gets me every time. It's yeah, like just because it's a girl f- uh, lead singer, it's like that's like Paramore. It's like no, no I mean, it's like, not. There's a band called like I mean Hyam. If you know Hyam, like oh yeah, yeah. I went and saw them back. Uh, Gentlemen of the Road. They opened. They were like a oh, day, shit. They, they were like a day performer. This was back in twenty wow. shit 13, 2014. They were like in the and year. I like loved them, and that was like their first album. And they like nobody like, and nobody was like by the stage watching them. I was like, what the hell? And now they're like huge and blowing up. That so, bass like, face. Yeah, man. Them <laughs> and like the Aces and. Uh, Tegan and Sarah and uh, Muna. There's all these, all these girl Tegan bands that play their own music, and it's just like that's fucking rad. And y'all, y'all, y'all play cool songs. Make I was cool music. emo shit too. I like Megan Dia. <laughs> I don't know if you remember them or Hey Monday shit like that or Hey Mercedes. What is it? I can't remember who that was. With, I, the, with the girl band. With okay, the, she's a they had the girl lead singer, but it's funny thinking about those. But yeah, I was definitely. Very into Haley Williams too, of course. Paramore. Yeah, and she just <laughs> speaking of, they just brought. I think Billie Eilish brought her up on stage at yeah. Coachella to play uh, Misery, Misery Company, Business. which I heard. Yeah. I guess like people were saying that she's like uh, retired that song and won't play it anymore. Yeah, and Billy got her to wants sing. Wants a horror, nothing more. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's my favorite part of the song. Yeah. So, but I man, yeah, <laughs> Haley Williams. Yeah, she's awesome. She did she's, uh, some cool covers of like. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Strokes. And she did a uh, some stroke songs randomly, like on a live stream one time. I watched her. You know, people do like Instagram live yeah, yeah. randomly. <clears throat> and over the pandemic, it was like she was just like playing all kinds. It was like a jukebox type of thing. She was playing random songs. That's like, cool. She listens to the Strokes. That's cool. That's really cool. She's just like me. <laughs> That's like uh, Avril Lavigne did a fucking really cool version of God. Was it a Guns N' Roses song? What? I think. I think so. It was a long time ago. Again, wow. that was back in high school too. So she had to go make things so complicated. <laughs> was she married to the dude from some forty one? Dude, a while? she was married to what Derek Wilby, I think that was his name. Yeah. She married him, then she married Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Wow. And now she's she just got engaged to uh what is it, Mo's son or Mod's Mod son. Who's that? Uh he's a I guess a like a techno or digital oh. musician. I don't know. She has a type, I guess. She has a type. He, <laughs> they, if they have horrible hair, she will engage to them because Monson's <laughs> hair is fucking awful. Dude, so. Derek from from some forty ones definitely <laughs> and a goofy looking dude. I I think I willed their marriage into existence because um, I had a VHS recorder and I recorded two music videos in that era and it was. Complicated by Avril Lavigne, and then the very next song was "Fat Lip" Fat by Sun Forty Sun Forty One. Because I at the beginning of that song on the music video, they do a rap in like a convenience yeah. store, and I was like, I gotta learn the I'm words. A disaster, <laughs> microphone master. Yeah, it's like I gotta <laughs> learn, I gotta learn the words to that rap at the beginning of the song because it's so fucking cool, and it, it nobody was ever impressed that I knew the words to that part. Dude, I love that. That's a funny like. Such a specific yeah. thing. I recorded music videos onto a VHS so I could watch them later. You've now carbon dated yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, and I guess when I dig up my uh, my time capsule, that will be obsolete. I won't need it. <laughs> Dude, some forty one. One of the coolest things that's ever happened. I think I might I might have told this story on here. Um, so if you've heard this before, I apologize, but. We went to, uh, somebody's of mine, when we graduated high school, we went to South by Southwest, 
we didn't have tickets or anything. Like, we just were like, let's just go down to Austin just because. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a bunch of free shit. Like, if you go, you like, you, there's just, like, free shows all over the place. And uh, so we went to check out this band that we kind of liked at the time called The Cab. Um, they're cool. like, pop punk type shit. And um, they were playing in the same tent as Sum 41. Wow. So I was like, well, this is tight for free. So, like, we went in there and caught the cab and, like, uh, saw them play. They played first. And um, we had gone outside to do something. I can't remember what it was. Well, it was a free show, but, like, they have capacity. So when we tried to go back in, they were full. Yeah. So we're like, dang. Like, we really wanted to see some 41. So we're, like, leaving, and there's, like, this little alley uh, behind. And there's, like, this, um, this, like, metal gate, like a a tall metal gate to kind of keep everyone from the backstage area. And the guy that's the drummer for some 41 named Steve-O. Yeah. Uh, he saw us. He was fucked up. Wow. Man. He was drunk, like just pissed drunk already. And uh, he's like, what are y'all doing? And we're like, oh, you know, they, they, they filled up. Like we couldn't we couldn't um, get back in. And he's like, we fucking want you guys in here. So they he made them open the gate and pulled us backstage. Wow. And then we watched the entire set, their entire set from backstage and like they'd be playing and like come over and look at us like yo that's really fucking it was cool. fucking sick my buddy has a, a a video that he took on his lg view freaking piece of shit phone that's like one <laughs> megapixel but i'll show it to you after like he has a video on his uh facebook page see like i thought my stephen jenkins story was like ah oh, this is the fucking highlight i know it's gonna be and you just blew it out of the water that's really no, fucking are, cool. those are both cool things man, man that's so cool yeah because one like I think the one thing I thought was super cool about Sum Forty One was Steve O was like one of the lead singers, and yeah. while he played the drums, I don't know how drummers that can sing. It's that's re- insane because like, you have to have such coordination to do what you do as a drummer, but then like to remember lyrics to a song and sing or just do shit like Dave Grohl. Like yeah. that's really fucking cool. Or like I guess you know, rest in peace, Taylor. You know he did the shit too, but it's just like. That was, like, my first time ever, like, really, like, noticing it was Sum 41. Right. Uh, because back then, all the Foo Fighters songs were, ju- the music videos were just super funny and cool. Yeah. And then, like, just we weren't dr- playing. Dressing up as women and shit. And, like, <laughs> Learn to fly. <laughs> Learn to fly. I love that video. Uh, it's so good. So, like, that's really cool that you say that Steve-O did that. Because you're like, man, that's, you know, what a what a perfect timing moment such a bro man yeah he was i'm man i am not lying to you when i tell you i've never seen i've probably never seen anyone that drunk before i just love that we want you to be here we want we fucking want you guys (laughs) back here um and he's Uh, like and so during there's like a a part you know like when the band's gonna banter they'll have like um they'll just play one like bridge part over and over kind of on a loop like the the they're playing two chords back and forth yeah the drummer's playing the same fill the whole time well, he they were got to that part, and um, it was a part where he just had to hit a um, uh, one of the um, uh, toms at a certain time. Yeah, and so he had a, a his drum tech come out and hit the tom in time, so that he could have his other hand free to drink a beer while they were doing this oh, bridge shit. part. It was fucking impressive, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's crazy that he's doing that." And then he still probably, yeah. Didn't and he was on, beat. like, yeah, he was like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm, like, stone sober, and I couldn't keep time like <laughs> yeah. that. It's like the tightest drumming I've ever seen. And, like, literally, you are <laughs> just not even three sheets to the wind. You're a couple more than that. Yeah, he was. Uh, he didn't know his dick from a hole in the ground, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, that's funny, man. 
that was a good show, man. I um, there's a lot of people that I haven't got to see yet. Is there anybody that is kind of on your bucket list that you really like to see before, like maybe they stop touring or? Uh, one that came through a few years back, and I I didn't I didn't know um, Jones Assembly that much then, or I didn't really follow them or know who came through. But um, mating ritual. If you know mating oh, ritual, that's a band that I have to see live. Shit. Uh, it's just two brothers, and they're uh, I don't know. They're super kind of super kind of goofy, like long hair, just don't give a shit. But like their their concerts are just really weird. But they have really good music, really different music. But uh, mating rituals one. I really wish I would have saw Foo Fighters before Taylor passed. I was just talking to someone about that because I saw him in Tulsa. Yeah. And now since that show, um, Foo Fighters brought, um, they had brought um, Motorhead t- on tour to open yeah. with them and Lemmy died. Yeah. And now Taylor's died and I'm like, fuck, like I'm so bummed for my friends that didn't get to see them before yeah. he passed. That sucks. It's just that's just one because I got I saw Tom Petty like oh, I think four sick. months before that's he great. died. Him and Joe Walsh came and me and my dad went. That's insane. And uh, that was just one of those things. Is me and my dad listened to Tom Petty when I was a kid. All the fun. I have like stories about like so many songs just like that I remember with my dad or just being outside. So that was kind of like one of those moments. Just like I'm so glad that we got to do that. One, you know, with my dad, and then two before Tom Petty passed. But. Uh, other than that, who I'd want to see, like, yeah, probably Mating Ritual. Like, there are bigger bands, but, like, not off the top of my head. I just I just knew I missed Mating Ritual, and I was really bummed because I just, I really, they're, they're probably one of my favorite bands right now, just, like, listening to them. And then, oh, shit, I don't know. I don't, nobody else. <laughs> I, not off the top of my head. I, I, I would sit here, and you'd have to, you'd have to edit this thing down because, like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we sat there for two minutes before Brock could think of a band. I think you'd have to, I mean... There's just so many. If you'd know, yeah. there'd be one if it I was that I just try to think, like, big. who I listen to, like, yeah. a whole bunch. I'm like, uh, maybe them, so... Uh, there's a new dude coming out that, if he ever comes here, I would go see him. His name's D.D. Walker. Uh, he, uh, I, f- I think he was in, and I could be completely misspeaking as to who he was with. He was with, I think, Atlas Genius, and then another band, and he broke off on his own. And uh, weird story, I found him, I think, through Discover Weekly on Spotify. Oh, yeah. And he had, like, 10,000 monthly listeners. Pretty low. And his music is, like, straight out of, like, 80s, 90s. Like, this makes you feel, like, just, like, just lifts you straight up in the atmosphere. It's so good. And then, um, so I, I just... He has like five songs, and I wore the shit out of those songs. I would like after my kids go to bed. Sometimes I'll just get drunk and watch a movie if I can stand it. But I'd find myself just getting drunk and just like listening to his music. And uh, one day, a friend of mine uh, who we worked with together a few years back, she now does tour photography uh, for bands. Oh, sick! Uh, she posted a picture of him on her Instagram, and she was taking pictures of him while he's recording his new album. I was like, what the? F- fuck, how do you know this person? And she's like, he used to tour with these and we just hooked up. So it's just like that weird connection of like, uh, and I hate to say obscure because he's extremely talented, uh, but like a not major huge person like that lives in New York with my friend who does photography in LA mainly, but then tours like the entire world with bands. She tours with pretty, pretty big bands. And so like just those two coming together and and, like him being like kind of like on his way up, it was just kind of one of those weird, like 
How is this a small world moment whenever you guys are on opposite ends of the country doing this? So, but Dee Dee Walker, if you guys listening to this, look up Dee Dee Walker and mating ritual because fantastic. We'll have to make a, um, what I usually do when I have someone on is after the fact, we've talked about all these different things. Mm -hmm. We'll actually go ahead and make a uh, Spotify playlist to go on with this episode. This one's going to be Fucked up. We'll it's going to be like a good throw one. all yeah. kinds of crazy shit on there. Yeah. And that's something I do too. Like you talk about like fucked up playlists. So <laughs> I am on, I, I was a huge uh, mixtape kid. Me too. Yeah. And so I, I miss that. I, I still do it. Do you? And so every year, every summer, I have uh, Somerset tunes. I started in 2004. And so I'm on Somerset, I think 17 this year. Wow. Uh, and so I do summer playlists that like it used to be whenever. I, I used to call it Windows Down Somerset because uh, I was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you just wanted to have a thing. You just wanted to have a thing. Yeah. And so uh, it started, and I just I just kept doing it every summer. Like, I would, like, just build up songs throughout the year. It was, it's a lot easier now. Spotify makes things oh, way yeah, easier. for sure. Because I used to have to write shit down, download it on LimeWire. <laughs> what burn, was that called? Burn it onto a CD. And yeah. then, like, as I'm listening to it, like, oh, that sucks. Then I have to, like, reburn the CD. But now I just kind of, you know, filter it all out. But, yeah, I mean... That's something I do. I guess that's one of my things. Uh, I don't really have many things. I guess that's the thing that I yeah. do throughout the year that like I'm always conscious of is like my summer playlist. Like which, tastemaker, man. Yeah, man. It's, I love that shit. It's definitely one of those um, one of those lost arts. Uh, hearing you talk about pop punk earlier, um, there's some buddies of mine that do a podcast called Finding Emo. Oh, nice. And uh, you should definitely check it out. They do a they do like all kinds of things where it's like they rate an album. They talk about a different album every episode. That's really cool. And they do different things. And one of the things they talk about is um, if there's a band, on, there'll, there'll be a song on each album usually, and it's called a mixtape must. Mm-hmm. And they say it, when they would have made a mixtape back in the day, like this song would have been on it. That's cool. And so yeah, it's pretty cool. So you got to think about those guys. Yeah, uh, what 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 was it? Finding emo. Finding emo. Yeah, Blake Fisher and uh, a couple of his buddies. Good for them. That's a cool name and a really cool um, yeah. idea for a podcast. Yeah, it's uh, great. Because you just kind of think about like the cadence of like the the playlist and how like it builds and then kind of yeah. Sp- like you think about uh, John Cusack and High Fidelity. Like you can't blow your load early. You got to kind of like work it <laughs> up and then game it. pull it. Yeah, you got to long game it. You can't. You can't just get it done too early. You gotta, you gotta leave them wanting more. There was that's true, man. And there was like a playlist for each. There'd be like a playlist for a thing that's like, you know, I would make a one for a girl that I liked, or like it would be for um like a buddy that I was like trying to show like some cool mm-hmm. songs that like there's just like it's there's a uh it's utilitarian yeah like, you're just like there's a purpose for this one that I'm putting together. I made so my wife whenever we were dating she used to like take taking baths. And that was that was before like I knew her to like take a bath with her, so I wanted to be like kind of uh, thoughtful. So I made her a, a bath mix. Oh, that's cool! And uh, made her songs that she could listen to in the bathtub. Oh God! I think it was like "Hello Goodbye." Oh, uh, God, Jack's I love Ma- it so Jack's much. Mannequin. I love Jack's Mannequin so, so much. I had some I had some songs on there that were uh, you know really like everybody probably knew and was like, "Oh, you're so stereotypical," but to her, she was like. Oh, this dude's so fucking deep. <laughs> so deep. Oh, man. Because <laughs> she didn't listen to that kind of music. Right. So I could just kind of fall back on uh, kind of what? Letting Andrew McMahon yes. speak for you. Oh, Andrew McMahon. I love uh, something I think, corporate. I swear to God, Con- Constantine was on there. I yeah. swear oh, it probably God. was. I that song. Was. Uh, Someone said that's uh, Emo Kid's Freebird. 
It is. Well, you think about that song. So I, I renamed that song One and a Half Cigarettes on my iPod because I used to smoke. It and that's how long it was. It was one and a half cigarettes long. And so, and like, you think about that song, you're like, holy shit. Like, you're going through it. And that piano, that, you're like, that's amazing. And then he's like, it's to Jimmy World and those nights in my car. And I was, back then, Jimmy World was like, I would listen to that again. I was super emo. I would listen to that shit before I went to bed. Cause like, it's like, Oh, I got to get some Jimmy in before I go to sleep. And so whenever I would hear that Jimmy world in those nights in my car, I was like, damn, something corporate knows what's up. I think about that lyric all the time. Do you see Jimmy when they were just here? Me and a a bunch (sighs) of my buddies went. I know I, and this, and this was again. So to the listeners, uh, I have five kids. And so when I think about (laughs) doing things, I'm just like, is this the thing that like, I think I'm going to be able to do and I get my hopes up and it's just like, oh man, that does not work out. So I didn't even really mention it because I just, I don't know. I was dumb. My wife found out. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, you love Jimmy World (laughs) and you love Dashboard Confessional. What the hell is wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. Man. Super bummed because Dashboard (laughs) <laughs> he still got it too like, And that's what I heard I heard like He would like Rocked it hard he And like it. I have like Your listeners are probably Like Jesus Christ Brock But I have Like I have Core memories about All this shit Like I used to mow My grandma's yard To the dash to The A Mark Commission Of Brandis Scar CD And I would have to uh, Tuck my CD player In my waistband And my underwear Because I didn't have An iPod <laughs> And I would have The to anti-skip sh- yes, Technology but I on had, it But I had to Walk at a certain cadence so it didn't skip. Oh my god! And I was like, if I can't hear Saints and Sailors without skipping, I'm starting that shit over. <laughs> While I was mowing my grandma's We're yard. running that back. So yeah, I was bummed I didn't go see them because Damn. you know what? Add it to the list. Yeah, Jimmy. Oh, World there you go. And Dashboard Confessional. Because oh, have you not I, seen Jimmy before at all? No, I fucked man. up, man. I fucked up bad. I should have went. the uh, The first time I saw them was at Diamond Ballroom on the Invented Tour. That's the album after Futures. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And, um, man, it was, like, one of those things of, like, I liked them, and, like, I went to go see them, but it was, like, I probably really didn't appreciate it like I should have. Because then they ended up, they they finished out the set, you know, they did come back and do an encore, Mm -hmm. and they did Goodbye Sky Harbor live. And I was, like, how the fuck are they going to play this live? Yeah. And Jim does, like, a whole thing where he, like, does a loop, gets down on the ground with his pedals and shit, and I was, like, this is fucking crazy. This is so cool. That's wild. Like Bleed Americans, pro. I I That's will my say shit. I will say top three for me of all time. Uh, wow, top five for sure, but maybe top three. Nice. That's an album I can listen to, and every song I'm like, I don't skip any. I songs. can't skip this yeah. song. This song is perfect. Yeah. Like it's it's one of like one of in my opinion one of the most perfect albums that I've ever heard. I know there's some that I haven't heard that probably are, but just like to me, it's perfect. No, yeah, for sure. We did a, a thing at. A, Listeners will probably remember when we did this, but I did a um, thing for Bleed American when it turned 20. And uh, when was that? That would have been uh, 2021, last year, I guess. Yeah. In July. Because it came out 2001, so it turned 20 last wow. year. And um, But we did a thing at Speakeasy where, like, a bunch of buddies, we all got together, like, played the album start to finish. Like, we did covers. That's cool. And, man, it was a blast. And, like... It's just funny because, like, you think about things like that and then you don't realize how many people, like, I love that album, too. And, yeah. like, I had no yeah. idea that you liked that album. That's so cool. Let's get together and play these songs. And yeah. then we did, and it was awesome. It's 
and anybody like <clears throat> everybody seems to like Jimmy World. Right? Yeah. And what's funny is uh, the oh shit, what's that song? This be one of those things you edit. It's on Bleed American. It's like the fifth song. Uh, is it a slower one? No, it's, it, it's the quick one. It's the one with like the weird uh, music video that has like kind of the cutouts of like cars going by and stuff. Sweetness. Sweetness. I fucking hated that song in high school. Really? Yeah. I was like, God, that's such a dumb song. Uh, and now I'm like, what was I thinking? That was a crazy <laughs> good song. Yeah, that was a that's so, a second. It was like the second single behind. Yeah, uh, middle. I middle. Think. And like, and I think it was because middle was just I don't know. They had like it had like that weird sound to it. It was like like at that time that was kind of like a. I don't know. To me, that was like such a different song, like how like the cadence of it and yeah. like how it went. And uh, I don't know. The sweetness came out, and I was like, "Oh, that's a w- weird kind of pivot." But now, when you listen to like the album, I'm like, I'm "Like shit, sweetness slaps pretty hard." That's a really good song. Yeah, that song is tight. I've talked to my friends about one of the most iconic things to me that had like a the biggest impact on my taste of music was EA, um, EA Sports video games. Okay. So, like, um, my brother had a hockey game. It was NHL 2003. I don't even fuck with hockey like yeah. that. But he had it on GameCube, so I would just play it. And it had sweetness on it. Yeah. And so I started realizing, like, throughout the years, like, it would be, like, FIFA or any of the, like, the football games, like, the MLB games. Like, they would all have music every time, and it would be, like, these songs that I'm, like, takes me back to, like, yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, so funny to think about, like, Man, these guys were like tastemakers. That and like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Man. Bangers, man. Yes. Tony Hawk. That was, yeah. They had some good music on there. They knew what they were doing for sure. Hell yeah, brother. But yeah, man, that was, um that Jimmy World show was sick. Um, That was really cool. We're going to Death Cab tomorrow. Yeah, or I saw Wednesday. The, what, Criterion? I yeah. Saw the, yeah, I saw they were coming. Criterion's getting some shows. They want to be broke. Them, like, the last, so the last show I went to was Jones Assembly. I went and saw Cold War Kids. Oh, shit. And they were like, how are they live? They're amazing. And so, like, it's so weird. Like, and I've always loved Cold War Kids. Like, uh, I was going through a really bad breakup um, whenever I first got into, like, I think robbers and cowards, cowards and robbers, like, hang me out to dry and hospital beds. That was a badass album. And so, like, I always loved them. But I had this, I had this thought in my head of the lead singer just being some, like, hard ass, too cool for school, like, fuck it. Kind of thing. Maybe I just maybe I think the worst of everybody because I thought Tyson Ritter was going to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and jaded so, from meeting one yeah, guy. Jesus, <laughs> Stephen Jenkins, you fucking asshole! You ruined everything. Uh, and so Cold War Kids. So first of all, Briston Maroney uh, opened for him. If you don't know Briston Maroney, he's super talented. Check him out. But he he opened, and I was like, Jesus, that was the opener. That was fantastic. And then Cold War Kids come out, and their lead singer is like super engaging, like pretty affable, pretty funny, like just really engaging and just lays it down with the lyrics because he has a pretty cool voice. And so you're like, how does that, how does that translate live? And every song, like, you're just like, fuck, dude, you're like talented people are cool. Like to be able to like, I come right here, like how I, I probably sound funny, like, you know, to myself, but like to record an album, you're like, ah, that didn't sound great. Let me redo it. But then like to go live and just like nail it, like, oh shit, I could have been listening to the, to the CD right now. Like, yeah. that was pretty cool. So, and he did some cool stuff. I don't know. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, they were good. I'm glad. I'm definitely glad they came to Jones because you wouldn't think someone of their caliber would go to something, kind of a small venue Dude, they're like just that. getting some shows. I just recently got to interview Graham Colton that helped 
kind yeah. of put together the the Jones. Yeah, talked about you know the their big thing like the heart of what they're doing is just like bringing out people that love music and like that's how they book their bands. Like, yeah, it's someone that either they've heard of or they see is like on the come up or someone they've been wanting to get. It's just always real intentional for who they bring out. Yeah. And, and I think it I shows think, through. I think Johnny Swim's coming through there yeah. pretty soon and like they seem to have a pretty really good following. Yeah, I've, they got Bastille coming. They got um, oh, Bast- Bright Eyes coming. That's pretty cool. I didn't Bright know Bastille Eyes. Bright Eyes. Nice. Peak emo shit. Yeah. Um, at one time they had Orville Peck coming. I don't know if you listen to Orville Peck. I have a buddy who I, I've listened to a little bit of him. I haven't. I don't think I've given him a fair shake, but I, I know a, a friend that like that would die to go see it's him. Like our Orville Peck is like if Lana Del Rey started playing country music. That's how I explain. <laughs> okay. Orville Peck to anyone. Okay. Yeah, he's got a he's got a different aesthetic to him. <laughs> oh man, well Brock, I appreciate you coming through, man, and yeah. uh, kind of just chatting with me about all this stuff. Like I just always love getting to know people and getting to know why they love the stuff that they love. So um, if someone wants to keep up with you, man, where they, where can they find you on social and all that? Uh, they can check me out at Brockness underscore monster on Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Keep it simple, baby. Just follow them. You got all kinds of stuff going on, right? Oh man. Just, uh, trying to raise five, uh, loving (laughs) children just as the best I can and (laughs) work and just living the dream. Yep. Sharing that stuff on there. And then the playlist. We'll definitely have to the playlist. check those out. Maybe I'll share Somerset 17 this year. Who that, knows? Yeah, there you go, man. Keep <laughs> it going. Uh, well, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. It's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Peace.